You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Then I want to welcome you back to our study, Converting Your Primary Resources. We're talking about the fourth of these, and it is called capital. Now, nobody starts with capital unless you inherit it, but you start with labor. All capital is generated first with labor. Labor produces wisdom. There has to be a better way to do this. That's what happens when you work hard. You come up with ideas that make for more valuable labor. Then you will come to product. You have a product of some kind or another that you may be able to sell. After you have acquired that kind of money, you will have enough extra money where you're not living hand to mouth. You may have enough money saved that you can use to put back to invest. That money is called capital. Here in Matthew 25, verse 14, New Living Translation, Jesus endorses the idea of capital. God endorses capitalism. God does not endorse greed, but the idea of healthy capitalism, he does endorse. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a trip. He called together his servants and gave them money to invest for him while he was gone. Now, the master who entrusted his servants with money illustrates the biblical principle of the storehouse. The storehouse is a Bible concept. Money that we do not need for immediate use is put into a storehouse, and we call that money capital. That means you have it for investments of various kinds. In this parable, the one found in Matthew 25, Jesus endorses the idea of someone with money making a profit from their investment. So I'm going to read it to you. Matthew 25, 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And I would say, when God wants to bless you financially, he will bless you according to your ability. In other words, the money that you can handle without it bringing about an imbalance in your life. Some people couldn't handle a lot of money because they would become deceived by it. They wouldn't know how to treat it. God's not going to bless them with a lot of money. God may bless them more than the average bear, but he is not going to bless them uh, with a great deal of money because it would ruin them. God wants to bless you commensurate with your ability to manage. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Likewise, he who had received the two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. 
So he who had received the five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained the five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received the two talents came and said, Lord, you gave me... Two talents, look, I have gained two talents more besides them. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground And look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and you knew that I gathered where I have not scattered seeds. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents." For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even that what he has will be taken away, and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, Jesus endorses the idea of people being accountable with money and being productive. Productive meaning that it is in your grasp. It would be unfair of the Lord to demand this of someone who couldn't get it done. And he gave him this based upon his ability. In other words, if the scripture says it was within his ability to manage this one talent, then he could have done something. He didn't. That means that there are loads of people who do not wisely use that which is put into their hands. Now, money is a symbol of spiritual things. Jesus uses these. He connects these. In Luke 16, 11, he said, Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? So God expects us to handle money well and not be foolish with it. God cares then how we handle it, So we need to learn how to develop capital. That's the ultimate goal. Now, one of the things that you have to learn to do is to control money instead of it controlling you. When money controls you, you have to buy everything that makes an appeal to your flesh or to your mind, and you wind up overspending. And there are a lot of people like that. They can't say no to themselves. God isn't saying to you, you can never have this. God is saying, don't overextend yourself to get it. So way too many people buy things that they cannot afford, and they abuse the credit. When the scripture says we follow Christ, that means we go to a cross. And he said, if you are going to be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me. So there are going to be times when you say, you know, I would love to have this Lord, but I can't afford it. So I'm going to go to a cross right now. I'm going to give this thing up. I'm not going after it because I'm going to follow you and I'm going to follow your teaching. Every cross, every death in Christ is followed by a glorious resurrection. It's not that God doesn't want you to have things. 
It's that he doesn't want you to be possessed by things, and he wants you to get them the right way, in a way where there is blessing. Now, the idea is that you are to control money through storehouses. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14, is a description of the blessing of the laws of God. God gave this to Moses in the covenant. In this chapter, in these 14 verses, there are three totally different kinds of storehouses. You need to have all three. Here's the first one. Blessed shall be your basket and your store. The King James says, kneading trough is the um, translation of the New King James. Now what this is, this is imminent use storehouse. So I have in my home food that I cannot possibly eat in one meal. I have more than one meal's supply of food. Now, trust me, as a kid, when I was growing up, we were down to a meal, in some cases, less than a meal in the cabinets and in the fridge. I know what it's like to go hungry and did many times as a little boy. But a storehouse is imminent use. I have enough in the fridge for the next few meals. It's not all that we have, but we have a storehouse. It's the fridge in our cabinets. God said, I will bless your basket and your store. That's your imminent use storehouse. It's not a long-term storehouse. It's a short-term storehouse. Deuteronomy 28.8, it's a different word in the Hebrew. It is also translated barn. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouses. Barns is the word. Here it is again. Honor the Lord with your substance, Proverbs 3, 9, and with the first fruits of all your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty. That's verse 10. And your presses shall burst out with new wine, meaning that you have enough long-term supply. So a barn is longer term. The, the cabinet in the store in Deuteronomy 28.5 is imminent use storehouse. But then there's longer term storehouse. And then in verse 12, there is a picture of the interdimensional use storehouse. Now these all start with an I. Imminent use, investment use, and interdimensional use. So let me show you Deuteronomy 28.12. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the treasure to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand, and thou shalt lend to many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Now, here's what happens. Jesus is talking about this. In the Gospel of Matthew, when he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon this earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. You can have a storehouse in heaven. And let me show you the storehouse in heaven. It's amazing. There are two examples that come very quickly in the book of Acts. One of them is in Acts chapter 8. It is the story of Dorcas. I'm sorry, Acts chapter 9. Dorcas, or her name is also translated Tabitha, has made all kinds of clothing for widows. She is a woman of some means. 
but she has been very generous with her possessions, and she has taken care of widows. She obviously dies prematurely. Because Simon Peter is in the next town, they send for him and ask him to, the home, to come to the home of Dorcas. He does. And when he enters the place where her body is laying, so she's obviously been dead for just a few hours, there are a number of women showing the clothing that she had made for them. Peter put them all out and he prayed, I believe, to get the go-ahead from the Lord to raise her from the dead. And he did. He spoke to her and he raised her up from the death. Now, it is my opinion that she was raised from the dead because she had an interdimensional storehouse. In other words, she had treasure in heaven. Then we go to the next episode. This is in the very next chapter. It is the story of Cornelius, who is a Gentile. He doesn't know Christ, but he does fear the God of Israel. And about three o'clock in the afternoon, an angel appears to him and says, Cornelius, your alms, which is your giving to the poor, and your prayers have come up for a memorial before God. These are things that he did to get treasure in heaven. He didn't even know what treasure in heaven was, but he followed the generosity of his heart. God touched his heart. He was responsive to that. He was super generous, especially to poor people. He helped them. And God sent an angel and told him how to find a preacher who could teach him what he needed to know. He didn't even use the word salvation. Cornelius followed through and was gloriously born again. Why? He had treasure in heaven. So I would show you that there are three storehouses that you can use as a believer. One is your imminent use storehouse. Two is your barn, which is your investment storehouse. And three is the favor that you create with heaven backing you up. I have seen that storehouse come through for me on a number of occasions because I've been careful to fill it over the years. That's why I believe in generosity. So when you practice generosity, you begin to engage the storehouse principle. And when you have a storehouse, you will have money to invest where you need to invest it. The best place to invest it is in the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.